Have you ever been climbing? Anyone? Obviously, I'm dressed for it. I've got my rope. I've got my helmet. I've got my climbing shoes. Um, I haven't put these on for about 10 years, and they're really tight. Um, my, my feet must have grown or, or something, so I'm a bit sore. But what about climbing in a place like this? How would you feel being halfway up the side of this mountain, even if you did have a rope and a helmet? This is El Capitan in Yosemite, the most, one of the most beautiful and fearsome climbs in the world. I can't say I love climbing, and I'm certainly not very good at it, but I did do a little bit of climbing when I lived in North Wales a few years ago. I'd very often get dragged out by my friends. I'm happily sitting on the sofa, warm, comfortable, and the next thing I'm clinging on to the side of a mountain, wondering why my friends have dragged me up there. And I can't say... However many times I did it, I never shook the sense of fear and dread. I mean, I don't like heights, and I really don't like falling off stuff. But I, I, I had no idea what to expect. I didn't know if I'd be able to do the things I needed to do to stop me falling off. What if I can't make it to the top? What if this rope doesn't hold me if I fall? And I think the problem for me, one of them anyway, was that I like to know what's going to happen. And I like to know I'm going to be okay. And when it came to climbing, I didn't know what was going to happen. And I definitely didn't know I was going to be okay. And maybe life can feel a bit like this too. We like to know what's going to happen. And we like to know we're going to be okay. And yet so often the opposite is true isn't it? We don't even know what's going to happen tomorrow, really, do we? And we certainly don't know how things are going to work out. Are they going to be okay? Well, that brings us to our next Bible blessing. We've been going through these in our after-equipped times. And this evening, our Bible blessing is from the book of Romans. And here it is. I'm going to read it from us. It's from Romans 15, verse 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Paul was writing to the church in Rome, and as he begins to get to the end of this long letter, he prays to them with with these words, and he prays that these Christians, well, they would be filled with hope. Uh, And I don't know, as we are here this evening, I don't know how many of us feel like we're filled with hope. Maybe we sit here thinking, well, I don't really feel that way. And maybe that's magnified when we realise that the word Paul is using for hope here isn't a nervous, wishful thinking that something might come true. But he's using a word that means to be absolutely confident that something that hasn't happened yet or something that's not obvious will or is 
going to be true. There are some things about their new life in God, Paul wants them to know, that they can have real confidence, real certainty about, real hope. So the question for us is, what is this hope about? And how can we have it? Well, firstly, we can have hope because God is a God of hope. Paul reminds them that this God is the God of this sure and certain hope. He's the one that breathed life into the universe. If he says something will happen, if he wants to do something, if he wants to make something right, then he doesn't worry if it's going to happen. He doesn't wonder if it will come true. He knows with absolute certainty that it will. And his followers, his, his people can have absolute certainty too that all the things he says are true. That all his promises can be trusted. So Paul calls this God the God of hope, the author and the creator of hope, the rock on which everything in our lives depend. But secondly, we can have hope because Jesus, he makes us friends with the God of hope. Have a look at what Paul says again in verse 13. May the God of hope fill you with all And we might think at this stage, he's going to say hope. But he says, fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him. We're all, by our nature, aren't we, enemies with God. Our sin, our own hearts have pushed God away and out of our lives. We've turned away from the rock that our lives depend upon. But but because of Jesus, because he died on the cross, because he rose again... Well, Paul says that those who trust in him, they can, they can have peace and joy. They can know what it means not to be enemies, but to be friends with God. For that peace in the relationship to be restored. It's the relief that, you are ha- that you'd have if you were halfway up the mountain and you really realised that you were there and you didn't have a rope. And yet actually someone comes and throws it down. And so Jesus would become, for his people, the rope. Which, when you climb, you tie it to a rock really tightly at the top of the mountain. And now Jesus eternally joins his people with their heavenly Father. And this rope, well, it will not break. As as Paul said earlier in the letter to the Romans... There is nothing, nothing that can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. And finally, we can hope because the Holy Spirit, or the Holy Spirit fills us with hope. Let's look at our verse again one more time. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. So this God, the God of hope, sends his son to rescue his people. But he doesn't just leave it there. He doesn't just leave us that way. No, it's much more incredible and much more challenging than that. Because he says that these people who trust in him, well, they now become 
people of hope themselves. And not because there's anything clever or special or spiritual about them. No, but it's because of the grace of God, the supernatural work of the Holy Spirit in their lives. Paul says that the Holy Spirit will be working in their heart, producing a living, a dynamic hope. And even if they don't see it or they don't feel it, it's like the cool air surrounding the climber halfway up the mountain. The Holy Spirit will be filling their hearts with hope. It will become the air they breathe. And in turn and in time, this hope pours out of them. And the world around them, well, they get to see that they have become people of hope. And it's true for us if we trust in Jesus. And that is good news. Because there's so much in life, isn't there, where we we don't know what's going to happen and we don't know if things are going to be okay where life suddenly takes a a massive turn uphill, where just day by day, hanging on is really hard. It's really tough. Worrying about school or studies, the grades that we might get, the exams we have to sit, even just fitting in with our friends, where the job that we really enjoy is taken away from us. Or you just feel a bit of a failure as a parent. Or in turn, just feel like you've let your parents, you've let your family down. Where the person that you love suddenly becomes unwell. And you never saw that coming. When we follow Jesus, God doesn't promise us a steady walk on the flat. But our verse does tell us that we can have sure and certain hope. Jesus has come to bring us back into everlasting friendship with God, our rock. And when we fall, because we will, because life is like that, the rope rope will not snap. He will hold us tight. And even in those times, maybe especially in those times, as we lean hard on the Lord Jesus and all that he has done, as we remind ourselves and each other of the amazing promises of God, then we'll find that the spirit of our saviour will be transforming us into people of hope. Until we are at the summit safe with him forever. We can know this, and in this God, we can hope. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you, the God of hope, that you have rescued us by the wonderful work of our Saviour, the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, we pray, please do not leave us as we are, but by the power of your Holy Spirit, may you grow us in faith. May we trust in your promises more and more each day. May we depend upon your word and all that's contained in it 
Lord, it is life-giving. May we know that more and more. And may you transform our lives. May you transform us as a church, that we would become a people of hope, your people. And that we would declare your glory through all that we say and do. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.